Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode six of the Newsroom Window podcast from ClarkCountyToday.com. I'm your host, Chris Brown, along with our sports reporter, Positive Paul Valencia. Hey, Paul. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Um, we're going to talk in just a bit about a brewing dispute over teacher salaries locally following the state legislature's move to fully fund education. But I wanted to start with this very cool story that was published uh, the morning that this is being recorded about this guy, Anthony Tony Davis. Uh, Paul, you did this story along with Mike Schultz, our photographer. Incredible story. Big inspiration. Just fill us in a bit on Tony's story. Uh, first of all, how did you come to find out about it? Well, the um, Southwest Washington Adult Baseball League, I think there's 11 or 12 teams in it. They, they have divisions for 35 and older and 45 and older. And it's for people who love to play baseball and don't want to give it up or just go to softball. They want, they want to play baseball. Anyway, one of the coaches there, somebody who's been involved in adult baseball for years, he emailed me out of the blue and said, hey, by the way, I might have a story idea for you. <laughs> and when I read about it, I went, might have a story? That That, that is a story. Um, I'll be there Sunday. I'll be there as soon as I can. And it uh, turns out Tony Davis was pitching on Sunday. And his story w- was uh, you know, remarkable to read in the email. Is this for real? And then you find out, yes, it is for real. This is a man who was paralyzed in 2005 in a car crash. And now he's pitching. Now, now not just a man who was paralyzed in a car crash, a man who, what, served two tours? Served two tours uh, in the U.S. Navy in the operations in Afghanistan and Iraq. He he, uh, was a rescue swimmer for the Navy. Great athlete in high school. Grew up in Clark County. Graduated from La Center High School. Two-sport athlete there. But uh, when he went to the Navy, I mean, this is the type of athlete he is. He became a rescue swimmer. Those guys train to fly in a helicopter and jump into the ocean to rescue people who, who, who are, you know, you know, pilots or whatever, mm-hmm. or any type of people, Coast Guard type of operation stuff, you know, the, the stuff that we see on, you know, in movies. I mean, that's how heroic this guy is as far as what he was trained to do and could do. And, uh, yeah, he was a month away from leaving the Navy. And uh, he was driving up I-5 near Modesto, California, and was in the backseat of a car. And the car rolled four times, and his life forever changed. So he, he wakes up in the hospital, and they he can't feel anything, what, from the the knees down? Right. The- right now, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, in 2005, I have no idea how much feeling he had or whatever. But when he, he left the hospital four months later, and they said he'd never walk again. And now... He's not not only walking, he's still he's playing baseball again. And he's got no feel, no muscles below the knees right now. Yeah, he, if you look at the pictures, it's interesting because you almost think at first that he has a a, a false leg or something. Right. right because there's no muscle. There's down. no muscle yeah. atrophy or whatever. So, yeah. But it, 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 he still has his legs. It's just they're really, really skinny below the knees. But he taught himself using his, um, what do you call it, his back muscles. And then also he's got some limited of his quadricep muscles and li- limited, you know, use of that. And he figured out a way to be able to lift a leg and still and turn and throw and pitch. And initially he just wanted to grow up and be able to play catch with his son. You know, his son was born about the time that he had his accident. His, you know, and uh, and that's all he wanted to do at first. But he just kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And then he wanted to return to baseball if he could. And now he's 36 years old and playing in this in this league. And the beauty of it is, this league is not designed 
for special needs athletes. You know, you know, in Little League we have the Miracle Leagues, which are are, are awesome, and it's it's for for kids with, with special needs or, or physical disabilities. No, this this baseball league that he's in is a re- just a regular league for anybody who wants to play. And nobody wants to look bad. Nobody wants to get struck out. Nobody wants to have an error. It's competitive. It's for fun, but it's competitive. But there are no there's no special equipment, nothing for him. He has to go out there and pitch, you know. And it's got a quirky delivery. And it's a you know, but he's a left-hander and hard hard and he can still hit his spots. So just the other day, he pitched 5 innings on Sunday and gave up one run, you know. <laughs> So, I mean, he, he didn't get the win because the, the game went into extra innings, but he's a starter for the Clark County Bombers. And uh, just, it was so fun to watch. And then it was mesmerizing to list, just listen to his story. Yeah. Now, he, he described his pitching style as falling forward. Yeah, gracefully ca- falling. Grace, gracefully falling by catching himself. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> he's not really supposed to be doing this. And uh, he does have a wheelchair. He, you know, he, he is a paraplegic in, in, in the definition. He does have a wheelchair that he leaves at home for the most part. That's kind of how I started the story because when he's out and about, he wants to just... Sh- He's he's very proud of how far he's come. Yeah, they told him he would never walk again, and so so he leaves his wheelchair at home. And he does as he gets older, he uses his wheelchair more, you know, but for for recovery from being out and about. Mm -hmm. But he's also turned into an assistant coach for the local high schools. He 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 coached at La Center football. He uh, coached this past season with Fort Vancouver football, and he's also the couple last couple years at Kingsway Christian baseball. I mean, that, that's one of the best programs in the state, yeah. Kingsway Christian. And he's an assistant coach there. And yeah, it, it's it was so fun to get to know Tony. Well, you got to think for the kids, if you see somebody who's been through that and still can do what he can do, what an example to say, what excuse do you have to not give everything, give exactly. your everything, right? Exactly. And that and now, now he's got two children. And that's another reason why he keeps going is that he said he wants to show his children what hard work can do. And if you just persevere and you just keep working, working, working. And uh, yeah, it, it's yeah, it, yes. he's not, it's just amazing. It's a great, great story. Check that one out at ClarkCountyToday.com. Uh, Paul, while we're on the subject of baseball, we got some news this week that Clark County is going to get an expansion team in the, uh, oh, I have it written down here because yeah. I don't know enough about this. West Coast League. West Coast League. Would bat college eligible athletes play in this league, and uh, I I don't know a whole lot about it either. Other than last year, I went last summer. I went to a game in Callitz, uh, the Callitz Bears up mm-hmm. in Longview, um, and we were doing a story on a Clark County woman who was in college who um, wants to get into sports management. So she was interning with the with the Callitz team. So I went up there for a day for a game day to see what they do for game day operations and. If the Ridgefield team, or I, I don't know if it's going to be, I think it's going to be called the Clark County team, but they're yeah, going to be based in Ridgefield. Yeah, they Ridgefield at the new sports complex there by the If the that team does half of what Cowlitz does, it's going to be an incredible atmosphere. The Cowlitz Bears put on a show, and I don't just mean the baseball. The baseball is one thing, but as you know, if you go to a major league baseball game, for families, half the entertainment is in between innings. There's always something. There's a contest. There's a race, or or whatever, or, or whatever. Well, that's what they do at the West at the West Coast League. At least they did it at Callitz. There's a team in Portland called the Portland Pickles. And so, but it would be awesome to have a Callitz versus Clark County big rivalry. And if you can get 
500 to 1,000 people at the, at the stadium or even more and have these special days. I, I think, if I recall, the college, they had a little buried treasure thing in the warning track at this day <laughs> where the kids would go out and there were little trinkets and stuff and there was one diamond ring for the adults to go out and go find. I mean, just little contests like this, it just almost like, you know, Americana minor league baseball contests. And so even though, you know, it's, you know, it's a, I'm guessing a short season mm-hmm. um, wood bat league for college, college eligible uh, players, the actual atmosphere was like a minor league game. Yeah, so it looks like it's all up and down the I-5 corridor all the way from Vancouver or Kelowna, B.C., uh, Port Angeles, uh, Corvallis down south has won. They won the championship last year, so quite quite a lot of fun. And what I'm excited about is, you know, we have a a few, I shouldn't say a lot, we have a few Clark County, you know, high school stars of the past from Clark County who are now going to college who are playing on the pickles, who are playing on some of these rosters, and I... I just think it would be awesome if we can get five to ten guys from Clark County to play on the Clark County team, you know, uh, to come back from their college baseball season and and join the Clark County squad. I just think it's going to be a – I hope it's going to be a big success. It sounds like a lot of fun, and it'll be a big draw to that new sports complex that Ridgefield's building out there, which is another great thing because they were already going to build that, so there's no conversation about building a stadium for them and who's going to fund that and all of that. It's just – it's already going to be there, so I, I think in terms of the money, it's not a, a big investment, right? And you know, I'm just a I'm just a dumb sports guy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't go into the. <laughs> I, I, you know, someone says they're bringing a team. Awesome, cool. Yeah, and so they, <laughs> they will start, I believe, 2019. Yes, be 2019 year yep. for them. So that'll be great. And we haven't picked out a name or anything. So yeah. as soon as we get that information, we'll pass it along to you. Uh, as far as more hard news, um, of course, earlier this week, we had the uh, we covered the final public advisory committee meeting on tolling in Portland. So you can find an article at Clark County Today kind of wrapping up that and what comes next in that whole debate. I mean, we're still years out from tolls being a reality on the freeways in Oregon, but getting a better sense of kind of what that might look like. So be sure and check that out at the website. And then uh, pretty soon after this is recorded, I'm going to publish a story. So folks remember last March, the legislature passed uh, a big funding bill for their supplemental budget for education. Uh, They had been, I think, for three or four years in violation of the state Supreme Court that had mandated under the McCleary decision that they fully fund education. So they passed uh, $2.1 billion of that was supposed to go to... uh, teacher salaries. So that's all good news. There was a lot of happy folks about that. But in doing that, the state also adjusted how school districts can use local levy money and a cap on how much of that money they can use. So now what we're seeing is sort of a brewing uh, salary dispute in a lot of local school districts. Uh, Battleground is one, Washougal, Evergreen School District, um, Battleground was asking for a 23% raise. I think they said they were offered 1.9%. Uh, Washougal was asking for 21%. I talked to one of their union reps, or the former union president, uh, yesterday, and he said that they, they got an offer from the district that essentially would have cut the pay for new teachers uh, once you consider in the benefits and all of that. So there's a lot of kind of back and forth. There's some starting to be some talk about potential strikes or at least what they call a, a vote to consider a strike. Uh, I believe that Evergreen schools have set 
uh, an August date to hold a vote, basically, to consider whether to strike. Uh, uh, Washougal's talked about it. Battleground hasn't set a date, but they've talked about potentially doing that. Um, so we're going to do an article basically talking with some of the school districts and some of the, the teachers' unions about what's going on, how much money, where should it be going, why are the school districts saying that they don't have the money to pay for the raises that teachers think they deserve after 25 years of not seeing much in the way of raises. So. It'd be a really interesting negotiating. <laughs> when, when, when one side says 23% raise, the other side says one. Yeah. There's a... <laughs> It's a bit, a bit of disparity. I don't think they're very close. Uh, yeah, a gap in some of those numbers. So it's it's hard to understand. You know, I've been digging through a lot of data, you know, which is what I do in my day-to-day life these days, is dig through a lot of numbers. And, yeah, I mean, the legislature said here's $2.1 billion. And the school districts are saying, you know, the teachers are saying, great, okay, give us the money. And the districts are saying, yeah, but the state also is taking away a lot of money on this other end that we've been using to prop up our operations. And so that means we won't have that money. Levy money, operation levies are usually used for funding classified mm-hmm. uh, employees. So special education teachers, um, arts teachers, things like that, things that aren't covered out of your normal teacher salary budget. Um, you know, a lot of times your music classes and things like that might come out of the operating mm-hmm. or the operating levy. And so I think what the districts are saying is that because a lot of that money is going away, they need to take a lot of the money that would have gone to just giving existing normal teachers a raise and funnel that back into paying for some of those programs and some of those special education teachers. And we're also seeing a lot of emphasis. We did a story recently about uh, kids and drug use. A lot of teach or a lot of schools now have a uh, a teacher that or not a teacher but a, an employee that's there essentially to help kids who might be going through drug problems, and that usually comes out of your levy budget. Um, if that money goes away, then you've got to find another way to keep that teacher there, or you've got to cut that program. And so this seems to be where the debate is falling. It's like, yeah, okay, they've given us this much extra money we're losing this much money so we can offer you this much. So that's where the debate is. So watch for that article coming up at ClarkCountyToday.com. Should be pretty interesting to watch where that goes. It'll be an interesting off-season, I think, for uh, local school districts. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting uh, for uh, a lot of uh, parents once these possible strikes, if they become reality. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and I've talked to a couple of teachers. They say, we don't want to strike. That's not what we're about. I don't don't know any teachers who want to strike. Yeah. You know, they've been. And Washougal, I think, has a special case because... They, their teachers, according to their teachers' union, mm-hmm. make on average between eight and ten thousand dollars less per year than teachers of similar uh, tenure at other school districts. Camas is a larger school district, Evergreen, mm-hmm. Vancouver, uh, Ridgefield, and so they're making the case that we're losing teachers to surrounding districts because we don't have the budget to pay them. But at the same time, according to them, the Washougal School District had a 16 percent operating um, overrun, Mm -hmm. Uh, not an overrun. Uh, They had 16 percent of their budget remaining at the end of the last school year. And then they got this cash infusion. So they're making the case, well, we need a raise that brings us more commensurate with surrounding districts. So we're not losing talent. Mm -hmm. So there's even that debate going on of smaller districts. So. There have been other school districts that have already acquiesced and given 18 to 21 percent raises to their teachers. 
So it'll be interesting to see when you have some school districts that are doing that, despite the fact that they might be losing some levy money, uh, how do these other districts make the argument that we can only offer you 1% or 2%? So it's going to be an interesting debate. All right. Uh, lots more at ClarkCountyToday.com. Lots of stories. We could go on and on and on. But uh, we're going to end this one, I think, for now. It's episode six of the Newsroom Window podcast from ClarkCountyToday.com. Of course, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter to be part of the conversation. We do scintillating stories like cougar sightings and Battleground and that truck full of chickens that turned over again near battleground what i don't know what's what was what's with the animal stories in battleground lately um but a lot of people sounded off on that kind of stuff so be part of the conversation there you can send your news tips to news at clarkcountytoday.com and get our new, new weekly newsletter we do that as well at the website we have the, these weekly video features the weekend preview where we talk about stuff that's coming up over the weekend the weekend review where we recap the stories we we stay busy at yes. clarkcountytoday.com <laughs> All right, for Positive Paul Valencia and all of us at ClarkCountyToday.com, I'm Chris Brown. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you again soon.